0: Now, it's time for your reality check, 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 check. and here's the reality coach himself, Mr. Nigel Booth. Oh, there we go. It is Thursday. It's the 10th of November and welcome to The Reality Check. My name is Nigel Booth, The Reality Coach. And if you're new to the show, welcome, grab yourself a brew, get yourself sat down and take an hour out of listening to some good tunes and some good conversation. And like I say, if you're new to this, what we're here to do, The Reality Check is about paying it forward when we can and taking it back when we need it. And today in the studio, um, we've got Alex Walker in from Flint Change and First and foremost, Alex, I want to apologise because you came in a couple of weeks ago and we had a huge technical issue here and nothing got recorded, so it actually went out as nothing. So again, apologies for that.
1: It's just a nice excuse to be back with you both.
0: No, it's really good and good to have you in the studio, but let me come over to the man in the chair. How's it going, my friend? Yeah, good, thanks. Good week? Yeah, yeah, going well. Uh, Anything interesting happening going on in your life? Um, No, I think... Not, not a huge amount I spent like I mentioned to you earlier I spent most of the afternoon literally looking for a bolt that I dropped while I was fitting something and it bounced off my shoe and I didn't find it now there's some I mean that's really there. boring but I just you asked so <laughs>
1: that's, that's how my week's
0: going well, what we're going to hear. Well, actually, got, let me tell you a little bit about my week. I've been invited to put together a whole new well-being program oh, uh, for quite a large organization, which I am so excited about. Hmm. You know, it really is um, making a difference, making a difference, changing a people's scale. lives, and, and sort of really hoping again, paying it forward when we can, and hopefully for other people to continue with paying it forward with that. Sounds good. Sounds really good to me. But coming over to Alex, welcome back to um, the reality. Check Alex and how are you? Good, thank
1: you. Very good. Lovely week.
0: Did you have a good weekend?
1: A wonderful weekend. And then it was lots of train strikes this week, so I thought Ah. I'll go in on the day there's no train strikes.
0: Not clever. No. <laughs> that's what everybody thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've got to be honest with you because um, I catch the train uh, most days, and on Monday, um, it, although they were not on strike on Monday and Tuesday, they were still reduced. Yeah, and I managed to catch the only trains that they had got. It was just perfectly timed for me, so I was really cool. But Alex. For everybody that's listening, just introduce yourself, tell people what it is that you do as an individual, and then we're going to come on to to Flint Change as soon as you've done that.
1: So, I'm uh, what I would call a business psychologist. Um, So, I spent my whole life probably wanting to do psychology, didn't quite get there with my A-levels and so went into business. Um, I had a wonderful career in HR, um, which ultimately ended up with an organisation where we were doing some big cultural change. And they said to me, why don't you put your money where your mouth is and take on the, the big leadership role, the customer experience director role with all of the operations and actually do real culture change rather than just telling us about it. Wow! Um, and I left that organisation about seven years ago and founded Flint.
0: And you've been doing that ever since? I have. Excellent. So Flint change. Now, of course, it says what on the chin, but where do we get Flint from?
1: Flint is very special to me. A, because um, by striking a flint, you create a spark. And mm-hmm. ultimately from that, you can create a flame. And that's really what we feel we do is we go into organizations, create the ideas, you know, help them with the ideas that enable them to, to you know, set a light. Um And also because it's my grandmother's
0: um, surname right so I love the concept of, of the you know because like a spark in the dark yeah. it can be so so bright yeah. you know and I know if you do it in the, in the daytime you know you just get a little spark and but in the dark it's amazing and, and what you can get from there and like you say it can start a flame yeah and we all know what it's like when we get a flame in our bellies, yeah,
1: exactly. you know
0: really really exciting so you go and you clutch yourself as this business psychologist you know and, and you go into different organizations and, and you look at cultural change professional change mindset change um, the, the whole caboodle on there um, is that fun?
1: It's a huge privilege, an absolute privilege. So we mainly help any organisation going through any change. But in the main, it's about how to bring their employees with them um, and how to get the employees to buy into that change, to understand it and to become excited about it.
0: The Reality Check with the reality
1: coach, Nigel Booth.
0: Today we're talking with Alex Walker from Flint Change. And Alex, you were just talking a little bit about the honour of going into an organisation and supporting not just management and leadership to, to figure out the way forward, but to be bringing the whole team together. I love that because it, we, we've finally come to this stage and I think it's coming up to three years now since we've had the you know the initial onslaught of, of COVID yeah. and, and that brought a huge change to the way that most businesses run. Yeah. What is the biggest difference that you've recognised since going through all of that change within a team, within a business? What's the biggest things that, that people are, are, are worried about suffering with or need to change?
1: I think... Probably one of the biggest things, obviously, is creating the um, routine or or the, the norm around hybrid working. I think that oh, that's obviously a big one for people. Mm. Um, in fact, I've been in, in London with two clients this week, both of whom are just moving to a three-day-a-week model, having come from either one or two. Right. So I think we, we're we potentially starting to see – I'm not suggesting that we're going to go back to pre-COVID, but I think that that is, that is a, a concern for people um, – I think people have much bigger things to think about right now, much wider lifestyle, life mm. issues. Mm. And therefore, you know, that takes up some of their capacity and some of their thinking. And so, you know, for, for organisations to be genuinely engaging employees right now, I think it's prob- is probably quite tough.
0: Mm. Mm. I think it is because I, I think that, uh, I don't know about yourself, but the things that I'm getting from individuals and teams that, that I'm working with is that, they've got this instability, they're uncertain about where it's going and and certainly this mixture of environments. You know, most people get up in the morning or in the evening, depends on which shift you're doing, but get up in the morning, you get yourself dressed, you get yourself ready, you go off to work and whilst you're on your way to work, you put on this business mask and you go into work and you do your stuff and on the way home you take it off. A lot of the things that have been coming to me of of like it's just this complete mixture of your personality, Personal environment being invaded by your professional, mm. you know, uh, yeah. presence, and having a huge difference. But then people have kind of got used to it. And then when we are looking at, are we going to go back pre-COVID to five days yeah. in the week? How are you finding that with teams?
1: I think there's two things. I think one is that we really need to recognize that it's quite tough for leaders. Mm. Um because why why as leaders would we need to be equipped with this, you know, because it's not really happened before. I mean, mm. okay, you've had we've had recessions before, but there, there's a huge amount at the moment and I, and I know, you know, you're you not we've all talked before a lot about mental health and that coming into the workplace and understanding I- individuals needs. But I think for leaders that's this is sometimes new territory and it's important Mm. that organisations continue to develop their leaders in quite different skills now. And then secondly, I think you've, you know, as you say, you've got employees who have um, lots of their own stuff going on and they need potentially slightly more or a different type of structure to allow them to kind of re-engage into the Mm. workplace once they, once they come back in.
0: You know, I think when you said it's, it's leadership now and, and management, it's a tough old job, yeah. isn't it? Because I think that there's a lot of people out there that they've taken that time away from that professional environment and actually started to recognise that there are some things that I no longer want to do, or there's no things, some things that we shouldn't be doing, or we should be doing different. And people are actually making the stand now and saying, "No, this is how we can do this, or could we do this?" Management and leadership—it's got to be tough call these yeah, days. I think it
1: is. And again, we've all talked a lot about the different generations approach and how important it is that you know leaders understand different people at different Mm. phases in their career but i think there's also this element to really needing to understand each individual Mm. and and of course that's that's what all of us talk about in leadership anyway that's 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 the holy ground What all of us talk about in leadership, anyway? That's 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 the holy grail. What all of us talk about in leadership, anyway? That's 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 the holy grail. What all of us talk about in leadership, anyway? That's 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 the holy grail. What all of us talk about in leadership, anyway? That's 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 the holy grail. I think even more so for leaders right now, genuinely needing to manage people rather than with a one size fits all. With a real, this is who you are. This is what you need from us. And this is how we're going to give it to you.
0: And I think it is really really good. And it's like from a leadership point of view, I think the big thing that most people are wanting to do is to recognise that they will always be there The Reality Check with the reality coach Nigel Booth What I want to sort of ask the question of is because there's a lot of talk about you know from a business psychologist point of view there's a lot of talk about the the need for that consistent change this is and you, you, you use the terminology one size don't fit all and it yeah. doesn't and there is this this need for us to consistently be doing what it is that we need to do to ensure that everybody is feeling in the right thing but what are the real benefits of engaging with yourselves for example so whether or not we're coming from a a team point of view or a a leadership point of view what are the true benefits that they will get from from coming to you and say look we need some help
1: so from our perspective in a nutshell we we try and support organizations to have happy healthy cultures Mm -hmm. and i know we've said this before but not just because that's a nice to have and a fuzzy kind of fun thing that organizations should do but because the research shows that that increases creativity Mm -hmm. psychological safety productivity and it brings people with them you know some of the interventions that we help organizations with people say it's not really rocket science and it's not Mm. but it's about people being really clear on what's expected of them really clear in the support that they get in order to achieve that and then either reinforced for that or Supported, you know, or consequences found if if they consistently don't mm-hmm.
0: deliver on that. Yeah, cause I think that's what you've just said is that it's not rocket science, and and you're right. It may not be rocket science, but it's exactly the same for. Uh, we've been talking about this for such a long time now that we as individuals, generally speaking, we've we've forgotten to talk about ourselves ambitiously from a positive sense. It almost seems that for a lot of people, they're on this treadmill of just having to sort of tick the box, get to the end, tick the box, get to the end, go home, eat, go sleep, and then repeat, you know, and, and, and it is to the point now where we all say, no, enough is enough. So those benefits for people from a leadership, they can come to you, and they can get reminded and get supported. Because one of the things that, you know, although we've forgotten to talk about ourselves ambitiously, It's about how do we initiate that? Because there must be lots of our listeners out there that belong to a team or they're a leader of a team. And it's like exactly the same when we're talking about mental health. Everybody is open now to talk about mental health. But when you're going through one of your episodes it is really difficult to initiate that conversation. So what advice would you give to people out there, whether they're in leadership roles or whether they're a part of a team and they feel we could do with some intervention that's going to give us that woof, to remind us yeah. of, you know, the, the professional expectancy, you know, because them are some of the things that sort of disappear the moment that we become, you know, with a chaotic mindset. So what, what suggestions would you, you say to people that would really think that they would benefit from Flint Change? coming in and supporting them?
1: I think, so initially on that leadership piece and an an organisational level we help to create Um, perhaps a higher level of psychological safety. Lovely research with organisations like Google and Microsoft who have said that actually to create high-performing teams, you have to be psychologically safe. That's how you are prepared to challenge. That's what enables you to feel vulnerable within your team. And it's what enables you to go and say, I need help or I I failed at this. Something needs to be done differently. So the the first piece is is enabling that, is helping the leaders to, to, to enable... Um, a situation you know a, a, a culture where they mm. got that where they create that psychological safety in their teams and then we help them with things like frameworks so um, you know some lovely models like you know radical candor um, you know small short easy simple frameworks that help them to be able to talk about it use the same language that kind of thing
0: mm. and it is about trying to simplify it isn't it because there is a you know we're always working and managing things on the far side of complexity when you to try to bring it down to the near side of simplicity now alex i know that um i wanted to talk to you a little bit about cipd and and the sort of seven pillars of well-being but for our listeners i wonder whether you could just explain what is
1: cipd so it's the Chartered Institute of Personnel Development. Um, oh, okay. So it's a, a go-to for for the HR profession.
0: So if you're into, into to human resources, this is the organisation. If you've got a, a problem yeah. or uh, something that's not certain, you can go to and they would give you. Yeah, it tends and to be kind
1: of best practice. Yeah, the best practice. Um, yeah, so it would give you fact sheets and information. Yeah. Okay. And
0: tell us a little bit about these seven pillars of, of well-being because you use this uh, a lot of the time as, as the, the sort of guide to how you're going in and, and sort of supporting uh, yeah. businesses so tell us about the seven pillars
1: so um, often when uh, organizations talk about well-being they quite often think about you know free fruit and um, a booze up on a friday night yeah, yeah. and for us we try to think of it in a much more holistic way Okay. Um, so the seven pillars I'll, I'll talk to you about in a moment and we also have a Flint culture wheel and, and what essentially what we say is that you'd have to take a holistic approach to well-being and part of that so the um, CIPD for example identifies values and principles and within that is leadership you know do I have a good manager who I trust who trusts me who empowers me mm-hmm. they have collective and social but quite often we think about social as a drink on a Thursday night mm. and you know a lot of the kind of, you know, EDI, the, a lot of the inclusivity stuff is those people who don't really want to go out or can't. They mm-hmm. care for someone, they have kids, they want to go out and get drunk on a Friday night. It's finding rituals. We talk a lot about rituals at Flint, that you know, so- social and belonging rituals that allow teams to come together. Um, it talks about financial well-being and, and oh organisations being able to help People with that, you know, whether it's pensions advice or um, many of the larger organisations who will provide, you know, financial um, support and, you know, debt counselling, that kind Mm. of thing. Good lifestyle. And, you know, in the flint wheel, we have um, values and behaviours, clarity of purpose. So that, that really much more holistic approach to well-being that that brings in all different facets of us as individuals to the workplace Uh,
0: that's so good to hear and it really is and i'm sure that lots of our listeners are going to be saying wow because it's a little bit like health and safety it used to be simply about your environment and if you'd got a cable so but now it's about the the well-being of the individual too isn't it and having that holistic approach there really isn't any other way forward because unless you do it as a whole thing, you're really on a hiding to nothing, aren't you? Because it's it, you can't just deal with one little thing because it is the whole person
1: yeah. that we're dealing with. And, and equally, I think if you are going at it in a, in a much more kind of individualistic way, then essentially you're not going to get to everybody. Mm. Whereas the holistic approach the 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 aim is that you're including everybody and what they need within that.
0: Yeah, that's it. Sounds sounds phenomenal. So a little bit, you know, you've got the culture wheel, and that belongs to you guys.
1: Yeah, we adapted it from an academic model, um, and we there is some new parts in ours. So, for example, things like measures and goals. Is in our culture wheel. Sounds weird, but actually when we go into clients and we talk to individuals, sometimes, you know, they are fixated on a target, but actually their target impacts somebody else in the next department Mm. in a really negative way. Mm. And so we try and, for example, um, align the targets and the measures across the organisation. And actually, it sounds ridiculous, but it starts to unpick a lot of the obstacles that that people have between each department and it starts, when you start to change that and you you make that freer flowing Mm. it Releases people, they feel a bit liberated and they feel more comfortable and happy at work.
0: And it's it's, for me, I always see this kind of thing a little bit like going to see the Wizard of Oz. You know, you've actually got it inside of you anyway. Yeah. You just need somebody to be able to bring it out of you because you are right. The moment that we get that opportunity and we start to feel psychologically safe, we start to flow. Yeah. You know, um, because as professionals and people out there in business, you know, that's what you are. You're a paid person, so you're a professional. And I think we sometimes forget get that and when you get gently reminded by people like yourself yeah. you know and we start talking about professional expectancy that's when we can really start to see people brightening up and saying "Yep, yeah, this is me get in touch with the reality coach and be part of the reality check email nigel at the dot what kind of length of time do you work with, with different organisations?
1: So um, we have two clients at the moment who we've been working with over a year. Wow. Um, and that started with a culture audit. So mm-hmm. we went in, um, we listened to their teams, we listened to their leadership, we read their strategy, we read their values, um, and we make a set of recommendations about creating a happier, healthier culture. Um, and both of those organisations have asked us to implement many of those recommendations. And, and they are things like... Um, Refreshing their values Because actually their values Are on a poster In the back of the toilet door But Mm. nobody in the organisation Could tell you what they are Yeah yeah And then we do work on Embedding those values So, So making changes So you know, For example, some organizations say customer first, but actually it takes 28 days for finance to create a refund. And in the meantime, the customers rung in four times.
0: Yeah, so, you know, yeah. some
1: of those changes are very operational, very process driven. Um, we've changed the performance management system to be much more agile, much more bite sized, regular, up to date conversations with individuals um, so that they have. Um, objectives every kind of quarter that they might be across the year but they're broken down really meaningful conversations with individuals every quarter rather than a big old form at the end of the year where they have to tick 70 boxes yeah um so, so the big organisations are fabulous because you get, there's a level of accountability and, and seeing that through. And there's a, you know, it's a real privilege. And
0: you've got that peer you know, over a year. That's, that's amazing because you can really absorb what's yeah. going on, implement some strategies and then adapt and edit that you need to as you're moving forward. Yeah. And they're going really well then.
1: Incredibly well in both of those cases. Yes. Wow. Um, yes. I feel hugely proud of the work that we've done in both of those.
0: Excellent. So on the other side of the spectrum, you know, um, whether this is, uh, you know, small organizations or even just, you know, your sort of solo traders, yeah. um, you also support those kinds of uh, organizations well, too. We do.
1: We do. And, um, you know, in particular, those um, ambitious smaller organizations who mm-hmm. are about to grow the, the the workforce is likely to grow and mm-hmm. they have something really special in their small organization and they, they want to know how to hold on to that as they grow um so our our initial our first product for those types of organizations is a day with us so uh there's some pre-work that they fill in and they kind of have to think about their culture and their strategy and then they have a day with us where we work through um you know What are their challenges? What is their cultural challenges? What are their growth plans? And then they walk away at the end of the day with a set of recommendations that they can implement themselves.
0: Wow. So whether or not you are a huge organisation or a small organisation guys if you're out there listening what I'm going to say to you is get in touch because change is the big thing it yeah. always occurs and it's great to have somebody you know at, at this level of where you are uh, to have on board your your team so Alex how can people get in touch with you What well, you could website and our contact website details?
1: is uh, www.flintchange.co.uk um, and we create most of our dialogue on LinkedIn so if you follow us on LinkedIn um, we run lots of webinars free webinars and we have lots of downloads on our website that are helpful too
0: okay and the other thing is that we're going to do a podcast we are. and we're going to do that straight after the show so uh, guys if you want to hear more and you want to sort of get involved uh, come and find us on the podcast and, and, and we're going to sort of real sort of tease out of Alex as much as we can uh, in regards to good stuff some advice um, and, and sort of guidance on how you can actually have an, an impact upon where you're working so I'm just <laughs> going to say thank you very much for today thank and as you. usual Please come back and keep us updated. If you're out there and you want to get involved with the show, don't forget you can drop us a line at nigel at therealitycoach.co.uk. You want to get on board? Just jump up and say. Until then, we'll catch you again soon. The Reality Check with The Reality Coach, Nigel Booth. Get in touch with The Reality Coach and be part of The Reality Check. Email nigel at therealitycoach.co.uk Thanks for listening. Until next time.